0: not gonna lie like uh so i I sit down like two hours before we do this and i write out the questions i want to ask and with you i just saw my notepad for about half an hour all i had was can i come and live with you (laughs) nice right now how are things in alaska
1: um they're pretty relaxed right now we are you know as far as the pandemic goes we're we are in a shelter in place so um A lot of businesses are closed. Um, You know, non-essential stuff, just like pretty much everywhere else right now. Um, But we're still enjoying the outdoors. I mean, people are on the beach having campfires with their families, kind of doing what we would normally do in the springtime, anyway. Just not in large groups, you know. So we can't have our all of our friends over for you know a barbecue or anything. But um, it seems pretty normal right now. Um, There's just, you know, this overlaying stress that everybody kind of has right now with businesses. Because, especially in my town, it's huge for tourism. So, um, we always have a lot of cruise ships come in during the summer that kind of help our economy out. And that's not going to happen probably this summer. So, that's a little stressful um, for everyone who owns shops and restaurants and things just to kind of know, like, are we going to be able to survive this coming winter? Because everybody makes their money in the summer, including me. And then they, we kind of all just chill during the winter and hibernate. And, and then summer comes around again and we make our money again.
0: I mean, moving away from the pandemic, as um, firstly, Alaska is, uh, is is a bucket this place for me. I have to go there before I die, which apparently means I have to go in the next three months. Otherwise, I've got no hope. Um, <laughs> As a photographer, is Alaska a bit of a, like a mixed blessing for you? Because it's obviously stunning, beautiful place, but the conditions can be rough and it's such a huge place. Is it kind of good and bad in different ways?
1: Yes. Um, the great thing about Alaska shooting, especially as a photographer, um we can go and photograph anywhere we want. We don't have to get a, you know, a permit, a lot of life pla- I've shot down in the States, like in California and you can't go shoot anywhere you want. You have to get a permit or if someone wants to do an elopement, they have to get a permit here. We just go down to the beach, um, and do whatever we want. We find a forest and go shoot. We don't have to think about, um, you know, permits or like, is this legal, um, which is really, really nice. Um, we even, you know, hop on a helicopter and go fly into the mountains and do a wedding on a glacier, which is really fun. Um, same thing. We don't have to really think about if that's okay or anything legal, which is great. Um, the hard thing is that a lot of our like I said our businesses in the summer because um, in the winter the the weather is pretty brutal um but some people still still want to shoot in you know negative 20 degrees um, and with the wind blowing and in um, like snow blown like in blizzards I've literally a, like photographed, weddings in a blizzard before and people are okay with that which is great i mean we all freeze but it's makes for wonderful pictures um so that's kind of the hard part is just dealing with the weather um and even dealing with light change here so um in alaska we have extreme light things that happen so in the summer it's light all day which is wonderful we i can i can do a shoot at midnight because the sun is setting um, that's like our, our, our golden hour, um, which is wonderful. In the winter, we have probably a four-hour time period that we can do pictures because the sun comes up at about 10.30 and then goes down at 3.30. So, but the also nice thing about that is that all day we have golden hour because the sun never gets very high. Um, so that's a thing that's kind of tricky, especially with weddings is... We, uh, you know, if someone wants to get married in the winter, we only have a very short window when we can actually get good outside picture stuff.
0: I mean, as someone from England, to hear someone say that you can hop in a helicopter and go and photograph a wedding on a glacier, I'm finding it very hard to still like you, but I'm going to try and push through that. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Let, let's move away from your amazing situation and and talk about how you first got into photography. So, what was the first thing that drew you towards photography?
1: Um. I actually, after high school, I um, traveled to Europe um, when I was 17 and I did a school of international studies in um, Luzon, Switzerland. And I was there for about six months. And when I was there, I turned 18 and my parents sent me my first uh, digital camera, which was like a. 3.2 megapixel Olympus point and shoot, but it was a digital camera. It was pretty sweet. It was the big stuff, right? (laughs) Right. I was pretty stoked on it. So with that, I, I just got so into taking pictures of everyone and everything. And then I went to actually the middle East. I went to, um, traveled through, um, Egypt and Lebanon and Cyprus and I just couldn't stop taking pictures of people on the street and just like different, just different kinds of people everywhere. And it was so awesome to see. And I just couldn't stop taking pictures. And I, that's kind of just where I was like, man, this is so amazing. And I never thought that it was going to be something that I turned into a career. I just like loved it, like a cool hobby to have. Um, and I turned out to be like pretty decent at it. Um, so then I, when I came back to the States, I worked, um, as, uh, a mental health worker in the school system here working with uh, kids that had um, developmental disabilities and, you know, I kind of upgraded a camera and then I would start taking pictures of, um, like people in the school, like their senior pictures. And I would go to the, uh, football games, American football games, that is, um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> not and, real football
1: not real football and uh taking pictures and then i would i would put those pictures on cds and then i would sell them to the players and the parents and that's kind of where like my name kind of got out I was like oh this guy's pretty decent um and then i still have my day job and i would be getting requests for photo shoots constantly and i had a day job so i couldn't fulfill those requests and i decided one day i was like I'm actually, I actually could make more money just doing photography if I quit my day job and I decided to just go for it. And it happened to work really well. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. It was mostly traveling that got me into it.
0: So from there, what drew you to your first wedding and how was the experience of your first time photographing a wedding?
1: <laughs> um, my first wedding um, was a, um, a parent of one of my good friends that I grew up with. Um, there, um, I grew up across the street. We lived in a, I don't know if I should digress, but we, I grew up in a tiny little log cabin in the woods. And, um, there was our neighbors that moved in when I was about 10, they had five boys and we became best friends from there, just tromped around in the forest and such. And, um, their mother um, uh, passed away in a car accident when they were in high school. And so his their dad got remarried um, and he asked me if I would do the pictures for the wedding. And I said, yeah, I can probably do that. I I was in a lot of weddings before that. My All of my siblings are older. So I was in weddings. I kind of knew how weddings worked. And I've watched wedding photographers, you know, during that time. So I was like, yeah, I think I can probably do that. Um, and I, you know, charged them $300 I think it was. Um, and I had a Canon rebel at the time, one of the first ones that came out and with the on body flash that I used during the whole wedding. <laughs> um, and it, and it was one of those, like the worst, you know, circumstance for a wedding, which was in the basement of a church that was candlelit. So absolutely no light, Um, no natural light in the middle of winter. And, but they love their photos. They absolutely love them. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Like, I'll try it again and then I just started photographing you know my friends' weddings that were getting married and I just kind of got more experience and then I was able to buy a little bit better camera and better lenses and so yeah but yeah the my first experience was probably like the hardest as far as what the wedding was like <laughs> you know it wasn't a, a beautiful wedding.
0: That's kind of a good way to start, though, right? Because if you start with an amazing one, you get a full sense of security. Exactly. And your second or third one will just that will just kick the <laughs> shit out of you, and you'll be terrified from then on.
1: Exactly, that's exactly right. And I I always think back to that wedding when I shoot weddings that are like not the best, you know, uh, scenery or venue. I'm like, well, my first one was worse than this, and I had I have way better equipment, so I can make this look good.
0: So one of my favorite things about your work in particular and something that I keep uh, quite a few of your images in a Pinterest uh, folder for myself. um, You have a superb ability to include so much environment, particularly in your couple's portraits. Um, How are you doing that? Like, are are you sort of basically shooting landscape photos and just putting a couple in the way of them?
1: Yes, (laughs) that's really great. That's a good way to put it, because I, I, when I started, I was just doing, you know, I've always done you know, portraits or people. And I've never been good at landscape. Um, I try to take landscape or like nature pick because you know, Alaska, there's bald eagles, you know, flying everywhere in our backyard. There's moose that are eating our garden. You know, I could be taking, you know, land, you know, wildlife landscape all the time because we live in Alaska, but it just doesn't it's something that doesn't inspire me. But if I put someone in front of that landscape in front of that mountain all of a sudden it, it becomes epic to me you know and so i always try to find great locations for that and you know my favorite is mountains and water and where i live in homer we have that best combination because we have water and then on the other side of that water is is mountains so it works out perfectly for me
0: I think in a lot of senses, um, you mirror a lot of things in terms of what you put out there for people to see from your weddings. You mirror a lot of loves that I have um, from weddings. One one thing being like small details, like little details of the day being quite important. Doing, uh, I believe the Americans call them flat layers. Oh, yeah. The other thing is you actually have, you have like expressive portraits of people from weddings. Right. It's quite common that people have these sort of fashiony, disinterested, bored-looking people. The photos are lovely, but the people look like they couldn't be bothered. Um, I, th- I think, ha- I guess what I want to know is what's motivating you the most when you're photographing a wedding? What do you enjoy photographing the most at a
1: wedding? Um, well, candid photos, Um are my favorite because the people are actually you put a camera in someone's face and the, they kind of get awkward. No matter, usually no matter who it is. Um, grooms a little bit more than brides, but, um, they just tend to stiffen up when you're like, okay, stand here, do this. All of a sudden everything gets tight and it's, uh, it's not real anymore, I guess. And so what, I, I try to do my best of is um, a lot of candidates when they're not looking when I, you know, walk away or they think I walk away or when I, I tell them a pose and then I'm like, okay, you guys are good. And I put my camera down or like I lower my camera and then all of a sudden they do this, what I was trying to get them to do all along. And then I snap those pictures because they all of a sudden they relax and they're intimate with each other without someone in their face. And so a lot of times I kind of trick people (laughs) into that moment by saying, okay, you're good. And then all of a sudden they look at each other and I capture that or like they kiss each other like they normally would without me telling them how to do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I find that, Generally speaking, at weddings, my job really is to manipulate people while I hold a camera more than it is to be a photographer.
1: Yes, we're good at manipulating people.
0: (laughs) As far as the community that you're in, is there a lot of photographers around? Have you got much uh, competition or much of a community around you?
1: Um, In my town, I would say no. Um, There are a lot of beginner photographers here um, who are... You know, younger and who are trying to make make their way into photography, which I think is wonderful, and I actually get to help some people out with that. Um, but as far as like other like people in my town that are doing the same amount of work or doing it, I wish I should even say like full time, like this is their job. There isn't any in my town in Alaska. There are a lot of photographers, a lot, a lot, and there quite a few are doing it full-time as their full-time job. Um, but as far as like competition goes, most of the time we're, we're usually helping each other out. So there's a few like um, groups on, on Facebook and Instagram where we're helping each other out. Like, Hey, I'm booked for a wedding this day. Does anybody have it open? And then we refer clients to, you know, our favorite. Uh, okay. So like, it's more of a like community than a, competition, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Um, so we're going to have to have a bit of a, uh, sort of English American thing here, um, for the English crowd, can you explain what a senior portrait is?
1: <laughs> yes. Do you guys don't have those? No. Interesting. Okay. So, um, what a senior portrait is, is that when, uh, oh, we have, do you guys have yearbooks?
0: Uh, kind of they're they're sort of coming in now basically what's been pop okay so the way to think about it is if you think about saved by the bell we're kind of getting there now we're we're just (laughs) kind of reaching that point now so i left school in 2004 and my my year leaving school was the first year to get a prom they'd never had proms before so we're, we're slowly becoming americanized um (laughs) <laughs> mostly with our prime minister, but we're slowly getting there. But yeah, it's, it's just senior portraits and the yearbooks in the way that you guys have them. We don't have. So before I talk to you about them, I just want to make sure that I have your definition of what a senior portrait is.
1: Okay. Okay. So in yearbooks, what they do is every year they put out a book. So the seniors can leave with it and remember their high school years. Um, so there's a bunch of candid photos that the kids take during the school year of like the sports and like, in the classes and all that stuff, but there's a, a few pages dedicated to the the seniors that are graduating, and you have to have a picture to put in on those pages. And instead of doing a candid photo or anything, uh, the the kids' families hire a professional to take those pictures to put in the yearbook, um, as well as those pictures to put up in their home as a memory of them as a senior in high school. Um, So what we do is it's, I would kind of define it as a, even like a model or fashion shoot when it mostly comes to the graduating seniors who are girls, they go get their hair and makeup done. They go buy new dresses and clothes. And it's, it's almost like a miniature fashion shoot for them. And um, then they put the, they pick out their favorite. They put those in the yearbook. It goes on the big slideshow at their graduation. And then they have prints of those that they put in their home for their parents to remember them by. Does that explain it?
0: Yep, absolutely. So the way that we have uh, school pictures here... Every year you have this like body count version of that, which is you just go to the same one photographer who's hired by the school. He takes a picture of you on flat lighting in front of a pretend <laughs> library or a pretend sky. You usually look miserable or drugged out and then that's your picture for the year and they charge you an absolute fortune for that. Um, no one likes them, but everyone buys them. I don't know. It's, it's A lot of England is very confusing even to the English. So I don't really want to go down that route. Um, but with the senior pool, is it hard to photograph inexperienced people in terms of being in front of a camera inexperienced people um especially at like what is probably quite a difficult age in terms of people being comfortable with the way that they look and being worried about the way that the photos are coming out
1: yes it's actually quite difficult um the hardest ones are the boys actually okay boys don't want to get their picture taken at all. They don't want anything to do with it. Their mothers are making them do this. The mothers are on the shoot with them trying to get them to smile. <laughs> they're they're wearing clothes that they normally don't wear. Um in in, Ala- in Alaska in general our fashion is is pretty far behind the times. Most kids show up to school in a in a sweatshirt and shorts or a sweatshirt and sweatpants. Um, And then all of a sudden on the shoot, their hair is done and they're wearing a button up or a suit or something, (laughs) you know, and they feel the boys, the boys are so hard. And, and being a male, I think that has something to like, it makes them more awkward because I'm a guy, I'm not sure why, but they just, they don't want to be there. And that's (laughs) really tricky. (laughs) Um, the girls on the other hand, most of the time they're like, they're, they're feeling really good about themselves. They got their hair and makeup done. They're in new clothes. Um, they've seen my photos. So they're like, I'm going to look like a fashion model. Um, so they're pretty excited about it. Um, and it, and it takes them a while. Even the girls it takes them a while to get in- in comfortable in front of the camera. But after a while they're like strutting their stuff, they're doing twirls, they're doing catwalks on the beach, you know? So yeah, it is an awkward age. Um, but it can be really fun. Um, you know, one in ten ten guys are actually kind of into it. So it's fun. It makes them feel good at the end of the day. So that's good. And we also have the, you know, if you're not a senior, we have those photographers that come in with the light and the weird background and stuff too. But that's that's for Uh, you know well
0: that's just that's cultural appropriation from us we're the ones that do terrible photos how dare you
1: (laughs) shoot i'll let them know
0: moving on a little bit uh does being a family man like yourself make it uh easier for you to photograph families does it make you a better family photographer
1: uh well i've i mean i've been married for five years but i've only been a father for six months um but, um I, I enjoy family photos. Um, I enjoy doing like mainly the kids, you know, being goofy is kind of my favorite thing. And it's not exactly fun for the parents at the time because the parents like have this picture in their mind of like a family portrait all sitting there smiling, you know, that you would see on Pinterest. That never happens. I don't know where they get those Pinterest <laughs> photos, but that never happens. So my favorite photos are of the kids being crazy, like, if we go down to the beach, they're playing in the sand, picking out shells, splashing in the water, and those are my favorite. And those end up being the family's favorite too. They never get the ones of them all looking at the camera, smiling, printed because that barely happens, you know.
0: Well, that's that's only for families that have come from like the Hitler Youth, where they just do what they're told. Those are the only families that will <laughs> sit and smile like that on command.
1: <laughs> right. All right. So. It's just like, I try to tell people when I'm about, when I'm booking a family session, like this is a, a, a a family like day out. This is your family time. I'm just there taking pictures and if we can get one worth everyone in the same shot, that's great. But it's really just an outing for you guys. And I'm there to capture
0: it. I also notice another way that we kind of mirror each other is that your wife is your business partner. Um, yes. Which is exactly, exactly the same setup that I have. I have it set up that my wife is a 51% um, owner of my business so that I'm not, I'm not to blame for anything. Um, <laughs> I have my own response to this if I was to be asked the same question. But do you ever find that it's tough separating business from personal when your business partner is your wife?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Because a lot of times, let's say we're actually, you know, going out to dinner, um, when we find time and then our conversation turns into business And, and we're talking about, you know, the next weddings that we need to, you know, photograph or you know we're sitting watching a movie or a tv show and we get an email that comes in and we pause the movie and we talk about when we can schedule these people so it is really hard to to separate that i think um but it's also i probably wouldn't have it any other way either cuz it's kind of nice you know
0: absolutely 100% agree it's it's so nice to have someone that you trust and that someone that will give you an honest opinion no matter how much it's not what you want to hear that's always so helpful in business uh, but the important question obviously is out of the two of you who's the boss
1: uh my wife for sure for sure um what have like i i kind of tell people you know when they ask me that question how is it you know working like with your wife and things like that i'm like i honestly show up. I take pictures and I edit them and she pretty much does everything else. She does all the I feel like I'm just called... talking
0: to an Alaskan version of myself. This is, this is almost spooky. <laughs> yeah. One thing I do want to ask you, you obviously, in fact, let's just quickly detour over to your fashion and beauty work real quick. Um, are these always paid shoots or do you do personal work for the fashion work as well?
1: Um, it's, it's probably 90%, um, personal work where And a lot of that comes in the wintertime where I don't have a lot to photograph. Not a lot of people are booking. So I get kind of antsy and I want to like, I need to go shoot. So I, I, um, you know, contact one of my friends that I've done photos for before or someone that's been begging me to do a shoot. And I, you know, try to get them to, you know, wear something that's unusual, and I just, we just go out and shoot and we kind of see what happens. I'm less of a planner when it comes to that kind of stuff. And a lot of times, um, that's where my best work comes from is, um, just kind of going out and shooting. And then I kind of see what happens. And then all of a sudden I have this epic image. I don't, I don't plan for this, but it, Happens, which is kind of really nice.
0: Um, so you shoot weddings, uh, senior portraits, families, fashion work. Out of all of that, which is your favorite, and why?
1: I would say, um, I would say fashion first because I get to kind of control everything. It's it's my thing. I can edit it how I want. I can tell people what to do. Um, I'm in complete control of it. With weddings. I kind of go with the flow of the wedding. I don't have any control of where they're getting married or how they look or how their family is going to be um, or how they treat me. <laughs> um, but with fashion, <laughs> fashion, I can be like, hey, guess what? You're getting in the ice cold water and you're going to like it and I'm going to take pictures and it's going to be awesome. Um, so that's kind of nice. They're They're relying solely on me to make this great image. My second would be probably... Uh, just couples, um, like engagement photos. Do you guys do engagement photos over there?
0: Yeah, yeah, we do those. They're not quite as nice as your ones, but we do them.
1: So engagement photos are nice because it's just the two of them. And a lot, you know, sometimes it's different with other couple, but uh, a lot of times they're kind of awkward in front of the camera at first. And then they start to like loosen up and they're just themselves loving each other, cuddling up. and, And it's just the two of them. So... I just get to capture that intimacy and it's really nice when I do the engagement photos and then I shoot their wedding because they know what to expect and they know how to be comfortable around each other after that. So that would be my second.
0: Uh, you said you started off photography with an Olympus. Yeah. Um, what is your current gear setup?
1: My cur- current current um, gear sh- setup is um, Canon 5D Mark IV. Um, and then I have two of those. Um, and then I have... I mainly shoot prime lenses. So I have 35, 50, um, 24, and 85 is what I shoot with. And actually, I've shot entire weddings on just my 35. Um, right. And I, I feel like a 35, you can get really good close-up photos. And that's kind of... I think sometimes what sets me apart a little bit... Um, when you shoot with a zoom, I feel like the intimacy isn't there anymore because you're so far away from the from the couple and you can see that in the photo. But when you're in there really close and they're they're, you know, that moment before they kiss and you're right in their face, um, it it brings out an intimacy that I think people find really um, that are people that are really drawn to, I think. Um, but I completely agree I also I have a second shooter um and they usually use um i have a 70 to 200 and they use that during the ceremony just so they get different angles of stuff and they, and then we're not both like up front during the ceremony and such so uh,
0: so you get home from shooting a wedding how long is it until you start sort of editing the photos and how long does it take you to finish them
1: um okay so usually when i get home from a wedding it's usually about midnight Um, so uh, the first thing I do is I upload them, back them up, all that stuff. Next morning, let's say I start editing. I will usually get that wedding edited and done in about five hours.
0: Amazing. How are you staying inspired at the moment with this? I mean, over there, it sounds like you guys have got a lot more relaxed, but with this kind of pandemic looming over you, how are you staying motivated and inspired?
1: Um I don't know if I am. <laughs> I feel to be honest, I don't feel inspired or motivated at all. Um I I do photographers now. I mean we've there's been a group that has, you know, uh sent letters to the governor and asked um like are photographers still allowed to shoot? Like is that something that we can still do? And they actually wrote us back and said yes. Um, We, you're allowed to, you know, photograph people if you're six feet apart and if you're doing the shoots outside. So we're still able to do that. The problem right now is that a lot of my clients don't live in the same town as me, and we're technically not allowed to travel between communities. And the closest community that has a decent population is an hour and a half from us. So technically, we can't really um, travel in between. So that's, kind of a bummer right now during springtime. So springtime we call in Alaska we call it breakup because what happens is all the um, all the snow melts and it makes everything muddy. So break we call it breakup because it breaks up the ground and it's just mud until it gets warm enough and all that mud, you know, turns the dirt and then the green comes. Right now there's no green. It's kind of ugly out. So this is kind of our slow time anyway. And we start really shooting a lot more stuff when, when the leaves start coming and things are prettier and it's warmer out. So right now it hasn't this is kind of our normal and this is when we start, you know, scheduling a lot of weddings for the next year and things like that. So um <sighs> Back to your question, nothing's really inspiring me right now, but it soon will, I'm thinking. Because I need to shoot because I'm getting antsy. So as soon as I think we're going to have the shelter in place lifted probably in the next couple of weeks. And I'm just going to go and shoot anybody I can.
0: So the whole purpose of me doing the podcast was to try and introduce people to new photographers and creatives that um, they might not have otherwise found and hopefully find some inspiration from it. So if you could please give us your social media links, your website, basically where we can find your amazing work.
1: Okay, so my website is just my name. So it's Joshua V e l d s t r a V-E-L-D-S-T-R-A.com. And then my Instagram is just my name, Joshua Beltstra. And my Facebook is Joshua Beltstra Photography.
0: And as much as I have absolutely hated listening to you talk about the wonderful place that you live, it's been a complete privilege to to talk to you. I've been a fan of yours for probably going on the entire time that I've been a photographer. So it's been a real honor. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you so much for um, doing this. This has been great.